Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for May 27th is Psalm 127 and 1 Chronicles chapters 26 through 29. In 26, one of the items of note that I found interesting is that it, there is referenced the practice of casting lots to determine God's will. Now, we don't cast lots anymore today, at least not in our society, but it was basically somewhat like rolling the dice or drawing straws is probably a better analogy. So we don't need to do that anymore because we just ask God and he speaks to us and we don't have to go through a priest anymore. We don't have to go to the prophet to find out what the word of God is anymore. We can ask him directly because Jesus is our eternal high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek. In 27, there's a reference to the census that David took that he should not have taken that was uh, grounds for God pouring out his wrath on Israel. <clears throat> Interesting footnote. And in chapter 28, we see the transition of David to Solomon as far as the throne goes. And David says in verse 5, I believe it is, that it is God, he, God, has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of Israel. He actually says Yahweh's kingdom. So Yahweh has chosen Solomon to sit on the throne of Yahweh's kingdom, which is the country of Israel. And David goes on to say, God spoke to him and said, Your son Solomon is the one who is to build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son. Isn't that interesting? Now, Psalm 127 is the first psalm we are reading that was actually written by Solomon. And it begins, Unless Yahweh builds a house, its builders labor out in vain. Unless Yahweh watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. In vain you get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food. Yes, he, God, gives such things to his loved ones while they sleep. Now, clearly we are to work. We are to work hard and sleep well, but... Ultimately, it's where do you put your trust? Do you have a nice home and a nice car and plenty of food in your pantry and your refrigerator because you work hard? Or is it because you trust God? God is calling us to trust him for everything. And Solomon, who was the richest king in the history of the world, and David was pretty rich, when we start looking at how much gold and silver and materials David had stored up for Solomon to build the temple. It is incredible the wealth that was concentrated in Israel at that time. And even though he was the richest man to have ever lived, he wrote, unless God does it, the laborers, the workers, work for nothing in vain means for nothing 
So David gives Solomon the charge, says, you are the one to build the temple. And he continues in verse 9, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father and serve him wholeheartedly and with a willing mind. For Yahweh searches every heart and understands the intention of every thought. He understands the intention of every thought. Who else needs a cleansing of their thoughts and the intentions of their thoughts? I know I do. Daily, God, cleanse me. Make, make me better. I'm not joking. Help me, God. Help me to have your mind renew my mind by the washing of your word. David continues, if you seek him, this is true. Jesus echoed this sentiment in the Matthew chapter 6. If you seek him, he will be found by you, but if you abandon him, he will reject you forever. David gives the plans to Solomon for the temple, and it says the plans contained everything, my translation says, everything David had in mind. But literally, it says he, everything he received from the Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God revealed to David what the temple was to be like. It was a replica, some people believe, of what's already in heaven. David said to his son Solomon in verse 20, be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged for Yahweh, God, my God, is with you. He won't leave you or abandon you until all the work for the service of Yahweh's house is finished. Isn't it good to know that God will not leave you? He will not abandon you. He will not forsake you until you've accomplished all that he has set forth for you to do. If only we would be busy doing the things that he has called us to do. If only. I think I'm convinced the greatest shortcoming any of us ever face is not succumbing to God's will. We miss out on so much. God knows better than we do. And he gives us choices if we want to do things his way or not. And when we succumb to fear or intimidation or discouragement, we miss out, and so does God, quite frank frankly, because he loves to see us succeed. He loves to see us get the things that we want just like any of us would love to bless our own children. We love to see our kids succeed. If only they are going the right way. We're not gonna help them when they're going the wrong way. We don't want to encourage them to live a life of sin, are we? We're not going to encourage them to go the wrong way and do silly things. We certainly don't want to get in the way of God's discipline. 
But when we're busy doing the work that God has placed in our hearts to do, walking out the destiny that God has laid out before us, he will not abandon us. He will not leave us. Solomon's life was amazing. He had the best of everything until he got bored, he got sidetracked. He started focusing about focusing on himself rather than the work that God had for him to do. 29 says that initially it says 100 tons of gold David had set aside in addition to all of this silver and all of this wood and 100 tons of gold is worth roughly 64 trillion dollars in today's money 2023 hmm. well just to finish up here in 29 chapter 29 verse 10 then David blessed Yahweh after Solomon was installed David blessed Yahweh. In the sight of all the assembly, David said, May you be blessed, Yahweh, or Yehovah, God of our father Israel. And I'm convinced we should make it a practice of blessing God and others, other people, and blessing God himself in front of other people. What do you think? See you tomorrow.